Welcome to the Stephen Mansfield Audio Podcast. So I'm sure you have heard all about it. There's a nasty video that's just been released. It's a recording of Donald Trump talking about women, talking about sex, talking about what he could get from women sexually because he's a star. Uh, All of this was recorded on a bus during a time he was working on a soap opera back in 2005. It's just been released. There's astonishing outrage. People are talking about him needing to resign. They're talking about Pence possibly resigning as his vice president, and it has created quite a stir. So let's talk about what this means. Let's talk about what it's likely to mean in the election. Let's talk about what it means for our country. Let's talk about what it means for us. First of all, uh, it's important to make clear that none of this is that big a surprise. It's horrible. It's nasty. It's disgusting. But quite frankly, this is Trump. You can go online, and I don't recommend that you do, but if you need to be informed, you can go online and watch Trump doing interviews with Howard Stern, uh, talking in the nastiest terms about his own wife, talking about his sexual exploits during the 1980s, uh, talking about sexually transmitted diseases and what kind of positions he likes and all kinds of things like that. Um, He brags, even in his best-selling book, uh, about his uh, sexual peccadilloes and preferences and uh, betting married women, etc. This is who Trump is, and he has never said anything else. I'm not defending him in saying this. I'm saying that the outrage industry is a little bit hypocritical to get upset about this now. People who have endorsed him, uh, people who were on his uh, campaign committees, uh, people who have spoken for him to now act like this is a surprise uh, is a little bit strange, frankly, because this has always been who Trump is. He's never hidden it. He's never uh, claimed a conversion experience. He's never claimed to be that different from this man. In fact, I think he's actually confused by the uproar because this is always who he has been. And even the people who are now acting outrage, uh, some of them have talked to him about in these same terms, have discussed women in these same terms. So please be, be clear, I'm not defending him. What I am saying is that this outrage is a bit feigned, quite hypocritical, This is who the GOP nominated for president of the United States. This is who angry people on the right nominated for president of the United States. He is a man without moral compass. He is a man who talks and behaves this way. He is a man who conducts himself in such terms. So for a few sexual statements recorded on a bus 11 years ago, to have this much uh, impact and to be discussed this much uh, is is a little bit agenda-driven, and we all ought to know it. Um, the, the second thing I want to say, and, and it's a little bit uh, preachy, I understand, but I want to say it anyway, and, and that is it's very, very important, whatever happens in this election, and we'll discuss uh, you know, forecasting here in just a minute, but whatever happens in this election, it's very important for all of us to recognize that a people really do pretty much, not in every case, but pretty much, especially in a democracy like ours, get the leaders they deserve. And what I want you to remember that I have said, if I pass from this life in the next five minutes, that these two candidates are us. 
They are representative of America. They are this country. I hope you feel disgusted at that. I hope you're bothered by that. I hope you turn to God in prayer as a result of me saying that. I hope you feel the weight of that and strike out to make changes. But the fact is that uh, Hillary Clinton, uh, her moral character, uh, her bringing her uh, history to this campaign, Donald Trump, of his moral character, bringing his history to this campaign, this is what America is is this it's not i'm not saying everyone in america is this way and i'm not saying that this is the best that we are but for the most part this is what america is you know i went out of the country uh, not too long ago for about 12 days i was in saudi arabia and the movies are very filtered over there you can't use netflix you can't use the hbo app things like that that i use to watch movies and what have you when i'm traveling and so i watched a lot of european and overseas movies and i have to tell you that it was pretty stunning how few cuss words um, and uh, in the movies I watched anyway, how, how little trash there was. And then I was on the plane coming back to the United States watching some U.S. movies. I could not believe uh, it was as though the Hollywood screenwriters had run out of words and just started sticking the F word in just randomly. Uh, I mean, I, I'm a writer, I, and I understand that you, you have to make a choice to use words like that, but these screenwriters seem to have just stuck those words in when they couldn't think of the word for spinach or confusion or troubled. They just they just stuck the F word in there. There were thousands of them in these movies. Well, this is what America is now. These are the movies we watch. This is the stuff we digest. This is the way we talk. Uh, th- this is This is what we have become. Uh, I'm 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 pretty I'm pretty stunned by it. Uh, sexually, Donald Trump is not reflecting anything that we don't that we don't pay money to see in the movies that we go to, that we don't read in books that's not encouraged uh, by our major media. So my point is not to deflect blame from Donald Trump. He's fully to blame for this entire thing and for the life that he has led. But we need to be clear here. This is who America is. I was working in a third world country not too long ago. The U.S. was increasingly present in this third world country, the leaders in that country told me uh, that the main pressure they are getting is to uh, widen abortion services. Now, this is from the U.S. government to um, legalize and to welcome lesbian, gay, transgender, etc. lifestyles as normative in their society and to allow freedom of the press, which at the moment in the conversation meant allowing porn. So, so here, America, the America of our founding fathers, the America of our Declaration of Independence and Constitution, the America of our forefathers, uh, the, the, the America of the nation that uh, did such noble and valiant things in some of its wars and, and has even worked hard to right itself in some of its racial uh, excesses and history and sins, all of, the, all of that America, the America we love, the America we cherish. Um, That America is known basically in this third world country as the proponents. In fact, the actually the, 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 the front, uh, the, the, the PR agents for the, uh, the promulgators of abortion, lesbian, gay, uh, alternative lifestyles and, uh, pornography. There was no discussion of, of the nobility of the individual or representative government or those kinds of things. This leader said, this was the leader of a third world nation said, I am primarily pressured by the U S government along these lines. And I, so 
I still believe that America has great hope. I still believe good things can happen, but it's going to take a rolling back of forces that are present now. It's going to take uh, a certain segment of society that tends to sit quietly to rise up, not in, not in crazed right-wing anger, but in noble, righteous, godly anger uh, and do constructive things. But right now, when I look at Donald Trump, when I look at Hillary Clinton, um, whom I don't despise, but I have to tell you to sit there and watch uh, the FBI director report what she did with her uh, emails and then look at the videos of Hillary saying exactly the opposite, just lying to the American people. I have to say this is who we have become. We need to own it. We need to look it straight square in the face. We, we would be making a mistake to look at Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump and conclude that they are aberrations. Uh, they are the most distrusted, despised political candidate, presidential candidates we've had in our nation's history. But uh, that is because they are fruit of a society. Uh, that is that morally tarnished, uh, that confused, that troubled, uh, that sinful, uh, that wicked. And so please, whatever else comes, recognize this is who we have become. We have met the enemy and he is us. Uh, there, there are some, some other things I want to say that are very, very important, I think, about this uh, current issue. And, and that is that uh, this portends not just this video, but the whole Trump phenomenon uh, requires a, a dramatic restructuring within the GOP. If there's going to be a Republican Party on the other side of this, if there's going to be any kind of grand old party, uh, the party of Lincoln, the party of Reagan, the party of, uh, of Stalwarts, the party that uh, attempted to stand astride the socialist trends of, of the last hundred years and say stop, uh, the party that was right on so many issues, if there's going to be a Republican Party, it's going to take dramatic restructuring. Because the fact is, this is the party that has produced arguably the most immoral and laughable presidential candidate that we've had uh, since the beginning of the country. Another issue that I think is very, very important for us to deal with is what we sometimes call the religious right. Now, I tend, I tend to think the religious right uh, as an entity was more a creation of media. It was a way to speak of everybody who was religiously oriented in their politics and somewhat conservative. And that's been fraying for a long time. If you look at who the main religious leaders in this country have endorsed in the last presidential elections, you'll see that we've come a long way from when Jerry Falwell could endorse a candidate and. And 80% of the evangelicals in this country uh, followed suit. Uh, the evangelicals have become far more diverse. Uh, the religious right uh, coalition, so to speak, no longer exists. You have conservative Catholics, you have conservative evangelicals, you have conservatives uh, of, of other faiths, uh, but you do not have a monolithic religious right. To the extent that it still exists and to the extent that it's still attempting to sound its voice, I'll tell you it's very, very compromised by uh, the Trump uh, candidacy and the religious leaders who endorse him. I'm frankly disgusted that a man I like, the current Dr. Falwell, who's the son of Jerry Falwell, current president of Liberty University. Many of my relatives went to Liberty University. I speak there. I, I've encouraged many people on faculty there. And uh, many of my people listening to this podcast are uh, Liberty University students and faculty. But I'll have to say I'm saddened uh, that uh, with a, with without much filtering, without much uh, caveat that Dr. Falwell, the current Dr. Falwell, uh, endorsed Trump and did so pretty pretty blindly. Um, I think that the what we have called the religious right, uh, the coalition of politically active conservative, uh, faith-based conservative people in America, um, is going to have to repent. 
it's going to have to look at itself honestly. It's going to have to see where it has been uh, more power broker than profit, where it's been more uh, uh, about uh, wielding power and defeating the other side than it has been about God's will uh, or divine purposes, and certainly about some of the primary issues described in Scripture, like the poor and justice and things of that nature. Uh, race should not have to come alone as a topic from the left. It should race should not be raised mainly by angry college students uh, who are of darker skin, like those who have been uh, shot illicitly by police recently and uh, and mistreated. Race should be an issue that we're, that we're discussing uh, from the, the white right, so to speak. I mean that to make a sarcastic point, not to be racist. Um, it, it, it should be coming from people who take hold of Jesus. It should be coming from people who are faith-based. It should be coming from people who share a Judeo-Christian heritage. Uh, it shouldn't be something that should only come out of crisis and only coming from the left. The same is true of hunger. The same is true of the cause of the poor. The same is true of uh, justice and laws and the courts. Uh, all of this uh, should be growing organically uh, from a faith-based uh, conservative movement and it, it joining, by the way, with a faith-based, more left-leaning movement. Um, and it's time for a serious reconsideration of those things. Now, it's hard to predict the future, and I don't claim to be any kind of a prophet, but I have always said from the beginning of this presidential uh, election, once we got uh, basically stepped into it, that Hillary Clinton was going to win this election. I've said it in this podcast. I've said it on international television. Uh, I've said it in the things that I write. I believe that Hillary Clinton is going to win this election, and I believe it even more so now. Uh, many people are backing away from Donald Trump. Um, he's not shown any kind of statesmanship or any kind of ability to conduct himself with the kind of nobility that a U.S. presidency warrants. Uh, I certainly don't think that Hillary Clinton uh, wields that kind of statesmanship or that kind of nobility either, uh, but her campaign is just better organized. Um, she's experienced. She's got it more together in terms of her political presentation. Um, there are still two debates to go. We'll find out what happens. Uh, but the reality is I have always expected that she would win. There is one other possibility, and I do not know what the legalities are. But if Mr. Trump would realize that he's made a disaster of this campaign and is about to lose, I imagine it could be done that the Republican Party could nominate another candidate. I, I don't know the mechanics of that. It may be already uh, over, um, but, but perhaps, perhaps there's some back, you know, smoke-filled room or wrangling that could get Mr. Trump to step down and for Mr. Pence to take the lead. And I think right now, given his debate performance, people would embrace that. I doubt it can happen. I doubt it's even legal. Um, but this campaign has become such a farce that I'm, I know that many people uh, in the Republican Party are thinking in those terms. So uh, there's a great deal of hypocrisy about the stir and the brouhaha going on about this video. This is who this man has always been. Uh, but the reality is that we need to understand uh, people who have discernment, people who have a heart for God need to recognize that this is what our country has become and it's time to make a change. It's way past time to make a change. The GOP and the religious right uh, need to seriously repent and change their ways. Uh, but right now we're probably heading into eight more years of Hillary Clinton um, and People need to understand that they can still make a change, that this, still, this country uh, still has a great deal of good and nobility, but it's going to be happening in networks. It's going to be happening at the local level far more. It's going to be happening at the state level, and that's where we need to turn our attention. So buck up. Things are dirty. Things are bad. Things are sad. Things are 
uh, very wicked on the national stage right now and internationally. Um, but God's not through with America, I believe. More importantly, uh, as importantly, uh, the people of God, people who uh, want to be godly of a variety of faiths, uh, I think are not done shaping events here. Uh, and it's time for uh, a compassionate, strong, radical, righteous movement in this country to help restore its foundations. Stephen Mansfield is a New York Times best-selling author, a popular speaker, and a frequent faith and culture commentator on Fox and CNN. His groundbreaking books on faith and society include The Faith of George W. Bush, The Search for God in Guinness, Mansfield's Book of Manly Men, and The Miracle of the Kurds. His new book is Ask the Question, Why We Must Demand Religious Clarity from Our Presidential Candidates, available on Amazon. Learn more about Stephen at stephenmansfield.tv. The Stephen Mansfield Podcast is directed by Isaac Darnold, who also wrote, produced, and performed the podcast theme song. This is a Chartwell Literary Group production.